0: And I don't want to oversell it, <laughs> Take plus. but this will change your life. What? Is this a- My people, welcome. It's Dulinium Radio. Jonathan Stewart Today I'm going to be talking about the non-constant growth model This is a more advanced version of the constant growth model that I discussed in the previous two episodes I'll be going through a couple of examples So if you have a calculator and a sheet of paper handy, you should be in business I've even added some illustrations to make it easier to follow along So here we go This is the Non-Constant Growth Model. My last two episodes focused on the Constant Growth Dividend Valuation Model. It is one of the most basic models for valuing stocks. But what if you want to estimate the intrinsic value of a stock and you don't believe that their dividends are going to grow at a constant rate forever? That's where the non-constant growth model comes in. But first, a quick story. When I was in junior high, the Rubik's Cube was really popular. It seemed like everyone in the nation bought a cube and took a crack at solving it. Now, I was like everyone else, and I wanted to solve the cube. The problem was, I could solve one side, but when I would try to solve a second side, I'd mess up the first one. DROVE ME NUTS! Luckily, I eventually tried something different. I read a book that gave me a strategy and steps for solving the cube. As it turns out, I was unlikely to ever solve the cube using my strategy. But that book taught me some steps. First, I'd solve the top of the cube. Next, I'd solve the middle row. And finally, I'd solve the bottom of the cube. And to this very day, every time I touch a Rubik's Cube, I follow those same steps. So today, I'm going to give you a problem, and we're going to talk about five steps that will allow us to solve that problem every time. What if we are analyzing a stock which recently paid a dividend of $1 per share? Assume that we believe that their dividends will grow at a rate of 12% for the next two years, and after that their dividends will grow at a constant rate of 5% for the foreseeable future. Additionally, assume we require a 10% return from this investment. What is the intrinsic value of this stock? What is the most we should be willing to pay for this investment? Well, clearly we can't use the constant growth model here because the growth rate is not constant forever. It starts off at 12% for two years, and then slows down to 5% annually forever after that. That's where the non-constant growth model comes in. Now, this model is fairly detailed, so I'm going to break it down into five steps. I'll list the steps as we go. Now, finance theory says that the value of an asset should be equal to the present value of the cash flows that it is expected to generate. So if we could determine the present value of all the dividends this stock is expected to pay from now until infinity, we'd basically have it whipped. Wow, calculating the present value of infinity sounds like a pretty intimidating task. But honestly, we're going to make it a lot easier by using the constant growth formula that we have been working with in the last two episodes. So trust me and just follow these five steps. Step number one. Calculate all the dividends in the first growth period and the first dividend in the constant growth period. Okay, this isn't too difficult. I start off by typing the most recent dividend into my calculator. That's $1, and I'm going to call this dividend D0. Okay, if next year's dividend is 12% larger than D0, I can estimate it by multiplying D0 by 1 plus the growth rate of 12%. So, $1 times 1.12 gives me $1.12. This is the dividend we expect to receive one year from now. So, I'll call it D1. Now I need the next dividend, D2. So, I take D1, $1.12, and multiply it by 1.12, that's 1 plus our growth rate, to get 1.2544, that's D2. Last of all, I need the first dividend in the constant growth period, that's D3 here. So I take D2, 1.2544, and multiply it by 1 plus the constant growth rate of 5% to get one. 0.3117 That's step 1. We've calculated all the dividends in the first growth period and the first dividend in the constant growth period. Step number 2. Calculate the present value of all the dividends in the first growth period. Okay. There are only two dividends in the first growth period here, so that shouldn't be too difficult. D1 is $1.12. So to find the present value of that number, I'm going to divide it by 1 plus my required return. That's 10%. So $1.12 divided by 1.10 gives me a present value of 1.0182. This tells me that $1.12 received one year from now is worth $1.0182 to me today. Very nice. What about the present value of D2? Well, dividend 2 equals 1.2544. So I'll divide that by 1 plus my required return, but this time I need to raise that 1.10 to the second power, so it will bring back dividend 2 two years to the present time. Well, 1.10 raised to the second power equals 1.21. So I'll divide D2, which is 1.2544, by 1.21. And that gives me a present value of 1.0367. Excellent. We've calculated the present value of D1 and D2, and that's all there is to step two. Step number three. Use the constant growth model to find the present value of all the remaining dividends. You see, after year two, the dividends are growing at a constant rate forever, so we can just adapt the constant growth model to suit our purposes here. Now the constant growth model usually takes the first dividend, D1, and divides it by the difference between our required return and the constant growth rate. But we've already handled D1, So we are going to plug D3, the first dividend in the constant growth period, into the constant growth model. That means we will divide D3, which is 1.3117, by the difference between our required return and the constant growth rate. So 1.3117 divided by .05 gives me $26.342. Now, it's important for me to talk about what this $26.342 represents. It's the forecasted price of the stock two years from now. You see, the way the constant growth model works is that it calculates the price one year before whatever dividend you place in the numerator. In the two previous podcasts, we used dividend one in the numerator, so it gave us the price one year before that. Today. We use D3 in the numerator, so it calculates the price of the stock one year before that. That is the price two years from now. One more thing about this $26.342 before we finish up this example. 26.342 represents the present value of all the dividends received in the constant growth period. That is the present value of dividend 3, dividend 4, 5, 6 all the way out to infinity and that's a mighty long time but I'm here to tell you there's something else the last two steps all right step number four find the present value of the constant growth period dividends all right that shouldn't be too hard The constant growth dividends are worth $26.342 in year 2. I need to bring them back to the present time, so I'll discount them back 2 years just like we did with dividend 2. The math here is $26.342 divided by 1 plus our required return squared. That's $26.342 divided by 1.21. What did you get? I come up with twenty one point seven seven zero two dollars now all that's left is to add everything up step number five add up the present value from steps two and step four okay in step two we found the present value of all the dividends in the first growth period that was dividend one and dividend two in step four we found the present value of all the other dividends. That's dividend 3 through dividend infinity. That sounds like just about all of the dividends to me. So if we add these all up, we will have the present value of all the dividends from year 1 out to infinity. And that will be the intrinsic value of this stock according to the non-constant growth model. Let's see. The present value of D1 is 1.0182. The present value of D2 is 1.0367. And the present value of dividends 3 through infinity is 21.7702. Let's add those up and see what this thing is worth. Well, I get 23.8251. So according to the non-constant growth model, This particular stock should be worth $23.83. That's our answer, and that's the non-constant growth model. Now, this is just one example, but the good news is that just like with solving the Rubik's Cube, the process is always the same. The size of the dividends may differ. The first growth period may last for more than two years. The growth rates may even change. But fundamentally, the calculations are always the same. Follow those five steps and you'll always end up in the right place. You know, when word got out that I could solve the Rubik's Cube, every kid in school brought me their cubes from home and asked me to solve them. Wow, what a missed opportunity. If I just charged a quarter per cube, I could have been a wealthy man. But the truth is that I was a scrawny little red-headed kid in Grants, New Mexico, and I was just happy that someone was talking to me. Yeah, I think you can imagine how that went. Hey, will you be my friend if I solve that Rubik's Cube for you? <laughs> well, it's time to call it. Thanks for tuning in to Stulinium Radio. I hope that you'll subscribe to my podcast on the iTunes Music Store and tell your friends about Stulenium Radio. Don't oversell it, but you know what to tell them. If you have any questions, requests, or suggestions for future episodes, you can email them to me, stulinium at gmail.com. And check out my website, stulinium.com. Till next time, Jonathan Stewart, Stulenium Radio. Step number four. Find the present value of the constant growth period dividends. All right, that shouldn't be too hard. The constant growth dividends are worth 20...